Discord. There we go. My squid darkness is totally not helped by the fact that I just put Bailey's in my mocha, and that is a bad idea. Okay. Very bad idea. I was like, I know Mooney planned on being here. Where'd she go? <laughs> the, the usual, my mother takes her ever to cook scenario. I got home. I took got home and took Bonnie to the dog park and then remembered I was supposed to water the new strawberries. So we came home and I watered the new strawberries. Ooh. And then um, I was like, oh, I have to make something really fast. So I I made rice the other night. So I just made real quick fried rice with... I had some sausage and some onions and mushrooms and stuff like that. So That sounds good. And I have apricot or peach nectar with 7-Up mixed. So nothing <laughs> alcoholic here. <laughs> I suppose I could put vodka or something in it and make it alcoholic. But One of their um, suggested adventure worlds is The Secrets of Cats. Yeah, that comes up in the book quite often. <laughs> we could all be cats. That would be interesting. Yep. On your tail. You have a tough choice to make. You can simply fail. The door is still locked. The thug still stands between you and the exit. The enemy spaceship is still on your tail. Or you can succeed, but at a serious cost. Maybe you drop something vital you were carrying. Maybe you suffer harm. The GM helps you figure out an appropriate cost. If you tie, you get your goal, but at some minor cost. If you succeed, you accomplish what you were trying to do. And if you succeed with style, you gain a boost. Yep. Awesome points. Awesome points. Well, I'm sure we would be awesome. <laughs> when are we not awesome? Really? We're always awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I finished editing We Belong 3, the third one of the first three belongs. And we're on a... a which, what, which one is that? Just the end oh, okay. of the first We Belong. Oh, yeah. And so the first two, the first one was called Trisha Hates Molly, and the second one was called Molly Mystery something. The Mystery of Molly. The Mystery of Molly. So it's like, okay, I have to come up with another, another Molly thing. So I came up with Molly Redeemed, We Now Hate Amos. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much sums up the podcast. <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah. yeah and then we're going to move on to We Hate Pansy. Okay. Mm. No, we just yep. pansied the lush. We call them yeah, the that's lush. true. Lush a lot. According to this thing, a, a decapitated mouse left on the doorstep or pillow is a powerful ward, and a spell wailed by the cat chorus confers even greater protection. Nice. Yeah. Dickens the Parliament of Cats is there to stand against the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> you should be the GM. <laughs> the book has, like, a pirate, a genie, And then I have no idea. It almost looks like Tonks. Red (laughs) hair, a wand, a book. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, there was a little bit of a uh, words. um, They're helpful. A a situation. They sort of had story hooks for you, at least. So Mm -hmm. where where you should start one if you wanted to go with the airship characters. Right. Here's what. Here's where they would start. And then you can figure out what happens from there, kind of. Um, okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. It might have been one of the ones that was part of Free RPG Day and not that. And they talked a little bit about the... They sort of explain what the setting is for the desert guy at one point. I'm listening to my dog snore <laughs> and wondering if it's going to be picked up on the podcast. 
I took her to the dog park when I got home, so she's out cold. That's good. We should probably start just because mm-hmm. it's going to get dark soon and then I have to go lock up my chickens. Okay. And that one. Yeah, well, you know. I know, chickens. <laughs> Something came and knocked down my bird feeder last night, so. Aw. Squirrel? Probably raccoon. Oh. Better that they don't get in with my chickens. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. Weird. I guess they sort of give you four sort of hooks with the example characters. Uh-huh. There's the the sun collar of the Andral Desert, and I think there's references to that earlier in um, examples of things. There's the Cirrus Skimmer, the, si- the sky ship. That's the, right. the cat person captain. And then there's the... Harry Potter ripoff, which is um, their students at the School of Sorcery, and she's a member of Hi- Hippogriff House. And, uh, <laughs> she, uh, while she loves showing up those goons in Cyclops House, she does have a tendency to act before oh, thinking. Thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> that would be Abigail. Yes, and apparently there's someone named Dexter Fitzwilliam because one of her aspects is De- Dexter Fitzwilliam is going down. So oh, that would yes. be our Draco Malfoy, mm-hmm. most likely. And she's the teacher's favorite. Once per session, she can declare that a helpful teacher arrives on the so- on scene. Yeah. So, you know. I told you she looked like a Tonks. Kind of does, yeah. <laughs> Sarah has my back. Yeah. So I guess they don't really give you much that's <laughs> fleshed out about it. I love this. Abigail is a student at the School of Sorcery and a member of the Hippogriff House. She has light skin and long black hair with a pink streak. She pushes her luck with her school uniform, adding jewelry, studded belts, and dyed designs to the regulation blouse, trousers, and tie. She is especially adept at enhancements. While she loves showing showing up those goons in Cyclops' house, she does have a tendency to act before thinking. Sounds like a Gryffindor to me. Mm-hmm. No. So apparently the Hippogriffs are the Gryffindors. Apparently. They don't give you examples of what the other two houses would be. But. We could do that. Instead of doing Aurors, we could just do Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Or there's the Cat People Sky Pirates. Or the Magic-Wielding Desert Townsfolk. What? We have Beth- Beth- Bethesda? Bethesda. Bethesda. There we go. Flushing. Wait, wait, like Maryland? Oh. Apparently. She's from the Institute for Grav... Grav- it's not gravitational. Gravital and Electromechanical Advancement. The I-G-E-M-A. Gravitical. Yeah. So that's a steampunk one. I don't think that's yeah. a word. I-G-E-M-A is frequently in contact with agents of various international organizations who seek to, seek to steal their technology, take over the world, or both. Mm-hmm. Gustav von Stendhal is the leader of a shadowy spy agency of uncertain affiliation and frequently a thorn in her side. Also, she has a helicopter pack. She does. Oh, uh, speaking. Other aspects, my inventions almost always work. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And my grad students come through just not how I expect them to. <laughs> yep. Speaking of superheroes, go watch Big Hero 6. It's adorable. I know. I, I saw to. you were watching I, that last night. I oh. have to figure out how to do that. Trouble yawn. <laughs> yeah. Just she the cat people fall asleep. Cat people. <laughs> yep. She's a swashbuckling swordswoman. Wait, and a cat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This would be a very Jen character, I think. Yes. 
How do you have a swashbuckling cat? Well, it's kind of like the she's a cat person. The nurses in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of like Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She's pretty much exactly. She's the captain of the the Cirrus Skimmer, a sky ship that roams the vast sea of clouds. She's a cat person. Her body is a blend of human and feline features. She wears an ostentatious assortment of parody clothes, including a long brown da- jacket, knee-high boots, a feathered cap, and a basket-hilted cutlass. Being a cat person, she does have a tendency to nod off at odd moments. <laughs> so basically, she's got narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And her name is Voltaire, apparently. Voltaire. Which is interesting because that was a guy, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although that wasn't his actual name, I don't think, if I remember correctly. Really? I think it was a, either a nickname or something to do with where he was from. Francois-Marie Arouette is his name. Okay. Voltaire well, was be- how he, was his pen name. So that's what he wrote under. Uh-huh. But, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. We have to stop doing this in podcast. This is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Yeah. And I'm the other thing I was thinking of is a completely different thing. But I could find it again. It was another um, skyship kind of thing. Okay. But it wasn't that one. I wonder, we should probably plan our characters and stuff before we try to do a podcast on it, because I have a feeling we'd be kind of crazy. Not as entertaining as the major spoilers people, Uh, necessarily? I don't know. Maybe. They weren't too bad to listen to. They were fun. It would probably be a good one to record rather than doing live, so there's the possibility of editing stuff. (laughs) There you go. I don't know. For those of you interested in our fate character building, you can check out episode 95 of Point of View Weekly. But so far as this podcast goes... Mm, Yes. For Friday, August 14th, this is episode 216 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Nerdy awesome fun. Nerdy awesome fun, that's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How much Herbert Lover? If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Adventures. Adventures are good. Good girl. Ooh, we're evil. How's that going? Come on. <laughs> oh, I snorted so much yesterday. It was unreal. <laughs> same tape time, same tape channel. It's all stage time, Patricia. Of course, I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Holy oh, nice. shit! Yes, Scott. They're there to talk about the sector. They're going to worry about homework. (laughs) I swear, I read them for the stories. (laughs) Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Mooney. And we are finishing Hogwarts House is Divided tonight by Inverity? Inverarity. Inverarity. So you just missed one Scott. syllable. 
madness. And we're starting on chapter 27. This doesn't sound like a very good plan. <laughs> Which is kind of an ominous place to start. <laughs> it is. And things are going to get wild from here. So we have just had Ron and Harry down in the dungeons finding lots and lots of explosives. And so they've rushed up from the dungeons to tell everybody that we need to evacuate the castle now. And Harry's ordering the students out. And, of course, Ophelia turns to the Quidditch team and says, anyone who wants to leave can, but the rest of us, let's start helping carrying people out. And Harry's like, wait a minute. I'm the grown-up here, and I told you to get out. You're just a kid. Um, not so much. And she She's, argued you know, with him. 17, 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. The, Quidditch, the Quidditch team are the the eldest unsleep potioned people except for... I think Professor Slughorn or mm-hmm. Sinistra. Sinistra, yeah. I think. Sinistra, yeah. Because yeah. the elves knocked out Slughorn. Right. Yeah. Because he, he was un, not unconscious at first, but then they got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want, because they're known as the house that ran. The Slytherin house is known as the house that ran. So she wants to prove that they're not running this time. We came back, thank you very much. Yes. And you survived. Which is what Slughorn said. My house survived. You guys are proud of all the kids that died in combat. I'm proud of all the kids that didn't. And you know what? You got to give him points for that. Mm-hmm. So she's going <laughs> to, and I love it because she's going to, she's taken on Harry. She has no qualms about taking on Harry whatsoever. And Harry's like, I cannot allow children to risk their lives. And she's like, Oh, only Gryffindors. Oh, is it only Gryffindors that? that get to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love her. And she's now listen to me, miss. And she says, Carrot, Philia. You can call me Philia if you'd like, Mr. Potter. <laughs> yeah. She keeps trying to flirt with him, just mostly just to throw him off guard rather mm-hmm. than actually because she wants to flirt with him. Yeah. But <laughs> so far, it hasn't really been working. And finally, Ron says, look, Harry, if the castle blows up before we all get out of here, it won't matter if the kids are helping or not. So let's just get everybody out of here, okay? Mm -hmm. And besides, Hugh Trencher can probably carry a few people. (laughs) (laughs) So, And he's like, great, that's what I'm good for. Yep. And so they... uh, says, okay, if you want to help, you can start carrying the students out to the lawn. But all the first years... In every house, including Gryffindor, you get out of here. Now. <laughs> and Nagina's kind of like, <sighs> Yeah. He says, I'm going to put a confundus charm on you and get you out if you don't listen to me. And uh, Harry shakes his head. When did Slytherins become so... <laughs> Ron says, Mouthy? Rebellious? Yeah, that too. But I was going to say brave. Mm-hmm. So she's going to... Well, we, we find some things out about Ophelia a little later, but... Mm-hmm. And besides, she got to tell off Harry Potter in front of the entire house. So yeah. <laughs> she's she's feeling pretty good. She's going to be the Slytherin house hero. Yeah. And Teddy's down with the gobl- goblins, and he's found out that security and discipline are not very good among the goblins. Because you know and, he looks like a goblin. Mm-hmm. So. And he's you wait. Know, have they figured out he's not one, or do they, do they just think he's been with humans too long? Have they? They figured just think it out he's yet? been with humans too long. Mm-hmm. We think that it's possible that Slipfang might know, yeah. but the rest of them haven't really clued in, or else they're not bringing it up. Mm-hmm. So he's 
wandering around trying to figure out what's happening down there. And he, he finds a corridor where there's goblins uh, guarding. And they tell him to get Guarding lost. some doors into it on either side of a tunnel. And they pretty much tell him to get lost again. And he's like, but why are you here? What are you guarding? And They're like, the explosives, obviously. Obviously. <clears throat> so no one brings a torch in this tunnel. Oh, okay. So he turns and he goes back and he he's left Chloe cooking soup. He wasn't sure what he was supposed to do with his pet human, but he figures if he keeps her out of the way, then that's good. And so she's she's over at the cooking fire, stirring the soup, and the other goblins that had been doing that are kind of jeering her and and telling her to go faster and to lean over, not to let the roots burn. And Teddy walks up and says, that's enough. Bring me soup, girl. And she's just, like, not happy with him at all. But he has kept He's her doing safe. his best to mm. keep undercover, so, you know. Yeah. And he's like, Chloe... What are explosives? And she's like, well, muggles explode things with them. And he's like, yeah, I kind of got that part already. Thank what do you, they Captain do? Obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she describes them a little bit, and he sort of says, oh, okay, they're kind of like fireworks. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Well, yeah, but they're a little bigger than that. But he's got that in his mind now, so he mm-hmm. decides explosives would be a great distraction. Yeah. He has no idea. Uh, where we get the, this does not sound like a good plan, Denny. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. So. Mm-hmm. See, they I really should make bubble studies mandatory. <laughs> they really yes, should. they probably should. I wonder if they will after this. Yeah. You yeah, but it they be fault if there's a Hogwarts left to have classes in. Mm-hmm. Let's explain to everybody what the dangerous things are that blow things up and make holes in things and and what the things are that are Game Boys and do nothing. Mm. Yeah. So Dewey and Mercy are outside down by the main gates where people are bringing all the kids. Teasel and Golly and Griffy and Lolo are anchoring umbrellas over the unconscious victims. And Mercy's... Very distressed because she doesn't think she helped. She was afraid and she's a coward and she was useless. And Dewey gives her a hug and says, we're just kids. First years aren't supposed to fight goblins and be brave when they're trying to kill us. I would be snide enough to point out that Harry Potter took on Voldemort himself in his first year, but I won't. Okay. He didn't actually know he was doing that. He thought he was taking on Snape. Mm -hmm. This is true. But it didn't stop him when he got when he figured it out. Well, yeah, but he was also stuck in a room with him at the time. But that's mm-hmm. true, too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Mercy gasps and says, who's evacuating the house elves? And they their mouths drop open, and they're like, we have to save them. But the auras told save us the not house elves. to. Save the house elves. Save the house elves. <laughs> and so they go running in. and So all the first years that he just told to get out there, whether you wanted mm-hmm. to help or not, are now running down to the kitchen to carry house elves. Yeah. Mr. Potter, who's evacuating the house elves? Um, um, I guess you are. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, we'll get them out as soon as we've got everybody else out. And they're like, no, we have to get them out. So, you know, Harry's like, I can't have you risking your lives. And he says, why not? Four house elves risk their lives for us. 
And Harry's like, I'm not arguing about this. Get out. Dewey says. Can't the headmistress order them awake? I don't think so. Well, she's not awake. Well, we don't know what's happened with her. Last we saw, she was up in the office and we don't know what's going on. This is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's got, uh, she's under hostage with goblins, I think. But, um, well, they left her alone in the office. I think they knocked her out or something up there. Mm. We don't really. And know Dewey says, you know, we can't save our lives and ignore theirs. And obviously, you can stop us from doing this, but we really want to help. And Harry looks at Ron and he's like, ah, "Okay, <laughs> let's go." Are you feeling quickly. as ashamed as I am? Yep. Yeah. So, but luckily. The house elves are small enough that they, you know, the, even the first years can haul them out. Yeah, so it works out. And we jump back to Teddy, who's like, set off the explosion, explosives, make a distraction. But I have to find Violet and free her and the other Slytherins and get the other kids untied and get everyone out of the cavern. And ah, da, 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 come find us, Harry. Yeah. He's trying to think up a plan, and he thinks he's seen enough of Slipfang at this point that he could impersonate him, but obviously not when he's standing right there. Right. Um, yeah. And then another goblin comes up to talk to him, Yeah. who is apparently also a London goblin and isn't so down on the humans as these cave-dwelling goblins. And mm-hmm. He was a Gringotts scribe for a while, this fellow. And he wants to know, where did you work? Where are you from? And Teddy's like, the ministry. And he's like, I mean, I was a liaison with the people from the ministry who talked to the goblins. (laughs) Ah, humanoid. No wonder you're so strange. You're a scholar. (laughs) Teddy shuts his mouth. So he was doing his thesis on human behavior. (laughs) Teddy is so lucky. Yes. But he kind of talks to him and he's like, you know, this probably isn't the smartest thing we've ever done. Goblins hate being oppressed, but mm-hmm. if we kill off children, it's not going to make them do what we want. It's going mm-hmm. to make them even more determined to stop us. Yeah. And Teddy says, it's not right. I wish I could save them. And the goblin says, you are sentimental. I understand, but it's impossible. And Teddy yeah. says, yeah, unless somebody helps me. And Tyrus the Fowl agrees to help if he can. And he says, you must be mad. And Teddy says, it's been suggested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ty- Tyrus agrees that he'll think about it. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't give Teddy away. But that's about as far as he gets. Yeah. And so... And he goes back to talk to Chloe and he says, you know, I'm going to get you out of here. And then we shift back to the first years who are carrying the elves and most of them can do it, except Violet's having a bit of trouble because she's, you know, she's a nine-year-old size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got lots of people. People from Hogsmeade are coming up. and Finally. And, well, you know, they were dealing with their own attack. That's true. And Dewey asked if anybody was looking for Teddy and Chloe because he's wondering what's happened with them. And he's amazed that the Gryffindors and the Slyther- Slytherins have both escaped. So that was cool. And Violet had told him about Kai and Gilbert, so he's worried about Kai because he's been shot. And everybody's, you know, still asleep. They're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, what to do. Everybody will wake up soon. Yeah. And Violet's trying to make the Marauder's map work. 
-hmm. but it's not working because she's got to the user screen, basically, that the snake (laughs) got to, Mm -hmm. and the boys are just being annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I thought objects must have some brains, and I was right, but apparently whoever made this was boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. Mooney is wounded on behalf of his gender. Mr. Prongs suggests that Miss Parkinson is too young to appreciate the charms of our maligned sex. Yeah. Padfoot admits that Miss Parkinson is wise to be wary of boys. She should especially be wary of the likes of Mr. Mooney and Mr. Prongs. Of course. <laughs> and Mr. And Wormtail. Mr. Wormtail would like to be introduced to Miss Carate again. Yes. Because she's pretty. Mm-hmm. How does he know what she looks like? Who knows? I don't know. They know enough to make fun of Snape's nose, but then they knew him already. So maybe there's just a sense from when you use your wand on it, or I don't know, maybe they thought her voice sounded nice or something. I'm not entirely sure how the map works that way. Yeah. So she says that she knows the map can find people, but she can't make it work. And Dewey wants Mm -hmm. to know. They did. um, She did manage to get it to show her Teddy and the others but it's off of the part that they'd mapped, so it's just right. a blank uh, page with their dots on it, and you can't really Wait, tell what Wait, but how did she means. get it to work? She didn't say the magic words. Well, I think that she already knows. Yeah, she knows how to wipe the map and how to make the map work, because she's seen Teddy use it lots. But then why is it talking to them? Because I thought it only did that when people weren't, like, when it wasn't active. No, she, it's on the user screen thing, so... <laughs> You can get it. <laughs> she pro- get she it was probably looking at it and like tapping it or something and mm-hmm. said some phrase or other to. Uh, so basically, it's like whatever. you've got your little IM and... screen in the corner, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I I don't I, think I, she's looking at the map now, but she had look she had been able to make it show a a blank page with their dots on it, but that was as far as she and got. She was trying and when to she get was trying to, to work that her. out. Then yeah. she went back to them talking to her. And so apparently they decide, well, maybe it would actually help to get Ophelia to ask them. Yeah, because Dewey's sure that she has more experience dealing with boys than Violet does. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And And Violet's like, if we show them to her, they'll just flirt with her. And Dewey says, well, that might help. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) And she says, give me more specific information about the location of Teddy Lupin. And then they start harassing yeah, her. Yeah, so it's it's whenever you say something that's not the um, wiping or uh, mm-hmm. creating command uh, and tap it with your wand, then you get their response to that. Yeah. That's what they're going with in this fic anyway. Does Matt Mooney know that Teddy Lupin is his son? I think so. Because <laughs> Ophelia says, children are going to die unless we find them. And if you can help, please do. If not... You can scribble nonsense all you like, but I'm done with you. And there's a pause, and she frowns, and then she says, yes, Teddy Lupin, too. And I did not seduce him. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then she... So you get the impression that Mr. Mooney probably said something there. Mm -hmm. And so she's like... Because it started out with Dewey reading over her shoulder, and then she noticed, and was like, "Eh, better not let him Although the seducing (laughs) Mr. Lupin sounds more like something serious. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she kind of figures out where they're at, and 
she says, well, if that's the best you can do, thank you. And she starts to say you, and then her, her eyes widen as she gets these more messages, and then she throws the map at Violet and stalks off to the castle. <laughs> She's like, okay. Violet's like, mischief managed. Click. Turn this off. Yeah. Well, that was completely inappropriate. <laughs> so then we jump back to Teddy, and Slip Fang has gathered the other leaders around him, and they're having a conversation, and Chloe's like, uh-oh, this isn't good. And the, he meets the eye of Tyrus the Fowl, and then he, you know, he's like, oh, man, we've got to do something. It's going to be soon. I've got to do something, or so, you know, or somebody's going to lose their head. So he goes over and gathers up some coals in a cooking bowl, and the cooks want to know what's going on. And he says, I'm having my human pet make another cooking fire. And she's like, do you have to call me a human pet? I don't think I like it. You don't have a choice. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's taking her over to sit with the other kids, and then he's going to make his distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his diversion. <laughs> so he's got the bowl held to his stomach like he's got soup, and he leaves the kids in the leaves Chloe in the care of the, with the other kids and. He wants to know what the house elf's name is. It's Moogums. He says, Moogums, I'm leaving her here. Please discipline her as you need to. And Moogums says, house elves does not punish children, sir. And she asks if she can put... Whose scarf is it? I'm not sure. Looks like... Oh, Aisha. Aisha's scarf back on for her. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was going to free free the elf. I was like, yeah. Oh. Mm, there's it. So, and the, it, Teddy sort of talked about, you know, children lose, using the loo and the girls are starting to kind of squirm and it's got the house elves thinking and stuff. And Teddy heads out the door and morphs himself into Slip Fang, gets himself into the room where all the explosives are and just leaves the bowl next to one as yeah. he hurries back out. So he, it's kind of on a delayed timer here. He bluffs his way past the guard by grunting and holding up his hand when the guard tries to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the guard is very confused, but um, mm-hmm. they don't actually start shouting at him as he leaves. Yep. And then when he gets back in, he finds Slip Fang standing over the kids. See, if they were a little older, they could use the female problem excuse and squeak out the male goblins and be like, uh, we need to go now. I doubt the goblins would care, but maybe. Who knows if it, whether it works the same for goblins or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So maybe they lay eggs, though. I don't know. Oh, God, that sounds painful. <laughs> and we move to Things Blow Up, the next chapter, and I love Ron. So all we have to do is get the explosives wet? That doesn't sound like it's going to work. And, you know, so they've decided that they just need to soak all of the bags of explosives. And Ron tries aguamente, but... Wait, I thought they were trying to keep things from exploding. Well, yeah, but if you get the explosives wet, then they won't explode. Oh. So they've decided they're going to just soak them. Okay. But aguamente is not fast enough. So Mm -hmm. they're going to flood the dungeon. Oh, dear. Yeah. But they don't want to flood it right away because in case the wave just hits it and sets something off. Mm-hmm. So Ron's got to open the door partway. And they do rock, paper, scissors or something equivalent to that to see who's going to stay in the hole. 
with the bags that might explode and who's going to go open the door to the Slytherin common room that's flooding. Yeah. And Ron doesn't get it. How does paper beat a rock? <laughs> I don't get it either. Um, no, it's because the paper covers the rock, but yeah, it doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. So you cover the rock in paper and then you throw the rock. <laughs> yeah. I watched one of the tabletops today on my lunch break and Will and Anne decided who would go first with rock, paper, scissors. And she won. Of course. That looks like a fun game. It was Geek Out. I think we need to get our hands on Geek Out. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. It's yeah. kind of a Trivial Pursuit thing, basically, mm-hmm. but not quite. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have much of a chance at it, but it would be fun to play. Ron has to get the Bloody Baron to tell him the password so that they can open the door partway. And mm-hmm. the Bloody Baron is not happy about this. But finally he... Yeah, he him. just says the password himself and the door opens. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to have a Gryffindor opening the door. Yeah. <laughs> and so Ron opens it just a little bit, just a couple of inches, and it starts flooding down. And Harry yells, more, just a little bit more. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. And so he's got some sort of like holding spell on the door so that mm-hmm. it doesn't open all the way. It doesn't fling open. And then... And then Peeves shows up. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't the Slytherin common room already flooded? Yes. Yes, it was flooded, but they closed the door on it. Right. So now they're so opening the door. Once so they the open the door, it all out. comes out, right? But he's yes. only opened the door part way. So it's only... It's coming out fairly slowly so that it doesn't... They're afraid that if it comes out in a great big flood, if it hits the the wall of explosives, it'll knock them over and then set some of them off before they can get properly soaked. Oh. So they're doing it in a very controlled manner. Yes. Stuff like this And they also are hoping sense. they don't have to use the entire lake. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's true. Yeah. Poor Slytherins. They don't have a common room anymore. No, they don't. And then we have poor Peeves. Not poor Peeves. We have Peeves come to just, you know, make things a little more interesting because, you know, that's what Peeves does. He makes things interesting. Make things fun for Potty Potter and we Juan Juan Weasley. Mm-hmm. Why can't they get all him the things help? for him to remember? Says Ron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's alliteration. He's going to remember that. And so, and Ron's like, "You've been busy cheering on the goblins, have you? You know, it would be nice if you just showed some bloody loyalty to the school." And Peeves gets really mad. Yeah, and says he would never do that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he uh, goes into the where they're holding the door partway shut and just slams it open (laughs) so that the entire flood comes out. Right. Because he says, I'm going to flood them. I'm going to drown them because, you know, Ron's teased him about helping them. So he's going to show Ron. He's going to just send all the water down there to flood them out. (laughs) Yep. And it makes the explosion go off. So they go running up the stairs and Ophelia is running towards them, and she's like, Mr. Potter! And then she realizes they're running at her, and then there's a big explosion, and they mm-hmm. get flung down to the ground. But Harry's knocked her down and saved her. My hero, she says. And then mm-hmm. she says, I thought you might want to know, I know where Teddy Lupin is. About four kilometers that way, mm-hmm. towards the forest, yep. under the forest, apparently. Yeah. And she, he says, how do you know? Do not play games with me, she says. He says when she gives him a coy look, and it's the magic map. Yeah. 
His cousin Violet has Lupin's magic map, and it shows where he is, but not the tunnels, because that wasn't Ron written on there. Mm-hmm. And Ron says, you know, you don't know what you're playing at, and Ophelia's like, oh, come on, famous Harry Potter can surely handle some flirting. And he's like, oh, yeah, he can handle it. It happens all the time. He's got witches all over the world. But if you ever try that in front of my sister, well, who? Yeah. <laughs> you will be breathing bogeys for a while. Bad bogeys, that is. <laughs> and Teddy comes in to see Slipfang over the kids, getting ready to decide who the, he's going to cut the head off and... They pick, and so he he just decides he can't wait any longer and tackles Slipfang. Yeah, and while they're down, he morphs his face to look like Slipfang, and then points at him and says, "He's an imposter!" Yeah. <laughs> and he yells, "Elves, free the children! Take them out of here now, now!" And the elves look up and they're like, "What?" And Keddie's screaming at him, but they're too shocked to rela- react. And, mm-hmm. and Slipfang's like a doppelganger, some sort of wizard trick. He picks up the sword and yeah. Teddy's like, no. It was a clever idea, but it, nobody really falls for thinking he is the real Slipfang if he's trying right. to set the children free. Children so yeah. Slipfang gets a knife to his throat and says, show me your true face. And he morphs back to the other goblin he'd been using. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, that's not it. And yeah. he turns back into himself. Yeah, because Slipfang's got a knife to Chloe's throat, I think. Somebody's throat. Deanna. Deanna's throat. It wasn't working when he had it to Teddy's throat, so um, he turns around and pulls it up against Mm -hmm. Deanna. (sighs) And then Teddy turns back. And Teddy says, okay, let all of them go. I can be your hostage. I'm a much better hostage than they Mm -hmm. are. I'll teach you all my my tricks. I'll teach you how to morph yourself. It'll be fun. And my Uh godfather's Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you cut off kids' heads, the Ministry of Magic isn't going to listen to you. They're going to wipe you all out. Is that what you want? A war with the wizards? And yeah, that's kind of what they want. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And he's going to cut Deanna's head off anyway, because mm-hmm. he doesn't really need one. But then there's other voices. He says, well, we don't have to kill one of them now. Yeah. We already have fewer than we were trying for. Maybe we should keep them all. Uh, and please, Master, says Mugums, please don't hurt the children. And as they're trying to figure this out, there's a rumbling. And the cavern shakes and the goblins yell and the ceiling's shaking. And Slipfang looks at Teddy because he knows exactly what's going on and says, what have you done? I didn't do anything, I swear. <laughs> Teddy's like, I set your explosives on fire. <laughs> Do you know how many tons we have in those caves? (laughs) Yep. And then all hell breaks loose. And people are running and it's chaos and they're screaming and Teddy has a big distraction. And he's also convinced um, some of the elves to rebel because Mm -hmm. um, the goblins aren't being good to the children. Right. So Mugams threw Slipfang across the room at one point and then mm-hmm. vanished. Um, and then... Or no. Um, the the other Slip... The other house elf who'd been particularly close to Slipfang uh, snapped its fingers at Mugams and threw him into a column. Mm-hmm. Oh. So there's a house elf civil war going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And then the... Yeah, the explosives just go much further than Teddy was thinking and 
basically the entire cave system is starting to collapse now. <laughs> and then we go back to Hogwarts, where everybody in front of the castle hears the roar from within, but that's just the one that Harry and Ron said, well, Peeves set off. They think. Yeah. And then here they come out, and he walks over to Violet and says, give me the map. And so they take off with a yeah, bunch they of thought their brooms because the, the Quidditch team was out there practicing. So, mm-hmm. or they might have their own brooms. I'm not yeah, sure. I think the Aurors have their own brooms because Ophelia and, and crew follow the Slytherin Quidditch players. Uh, follow against Harry's orders. She's very bad at taking order, orders. She would not make a good or because she is mm-hmm. not following anything. Mm-hmm. And here comes and, Draco. Yeah. yeah, really smart guys. Bring him back inside. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sinistra um, says we have good news and bad news. Good news: the castle, the castle's safe now. Bad news: that means we have to take everybody back inside. <laughs> yep. But Draco has shown up, and he took enough time to figure out what was going on, and, and he went to Diagon Alley and bought up their stock of rejuvenation potion. potion. To wake up these people. And there's not enough to wake up everyone, but you can uh, revive the professors first, and then the oldest students, and then we can They'll be able to help help carry the rest. Mm -hmm. And Draco kneels in front of Violet so that he's on eye level with her and says, I don't want you to think that your well-being was not the utmost thing on my mind. You don't think that, do you? And she says, no, you had to figure out this, this situation. He said, I learned that you were safe before I went to Diagon Alley. And, he, and she's like, from who? And he says, my children are never far from my mind or my sight. So we know that he has spies somewhere. That's kind of frightening. Uh-huh. And apparently mother does in fact know what happened, but he had to convince her to stay home. Yeah, um. <laughs> she's too drunk to apparate without splinching herself. But he does not say that. But she figures it out. Yeah. Could you imagine Pansy storming into Hogwarts? Oh, yes. That would be bad. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, I've always tried to provide for you and make sure you had everything you needed, but I realize I might have been a little lacking in certain other respects, so um, give me a hug. (laughs) Yeah. Please. As long as it doesn't embarrass... As long as the embarrassment doesn't kill you. And she says, I think I'll live. And yay. And then miles away in the forbidden forest, a column of smoke and a great cloud of dust is rising and there's flames. And yeah, Teddy's blown up the place. <laughs> oh dear. Even Fred well. and George didn't manage to do that. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a little more planning than Teddy did. They knew what their fireworks were going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's an elf leading Teddy away. And it's Mugams. He he was able to survive getting thrown into the the column. Mm-hmm. And and the other two house elves are taking other children's. Mm-hmm. And, and Teddy wants to know: Can you go find the other kids and apparate them through this gap? Because there's a part where a rock has fallen across the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And Mugams says, "House elves can't apparate people." Yes, you can. I've seen it. Yeah. I've done it. <laughs> And so he says he's going to go back and look for the children's. And Teddy says, you can't go back. You'll be killed. And he says, well, I've disobeyed my master, so I deserve it. And Teddy's like, no, that's not right. But the elf is gone. Yeah. So there's this narrow 
gap. And here Teddy is all alone. Mm-hmm. Again. Can I metamorph myself really, really thin and maybe make it through? Yeah. Which he <laughs> kind of does. So he kind of does the human snake type thing. Mm-hmm. Giving himself a really narrow head and small shoulders and etc. And Wiggles then he, as he's what getting through, he yeah. hears a girl scream. So he turns that way. And it's Deanna. And yep. she's being chased by four goblins. Oh, dear. Yeah. And they just think he's joining in with their pursuit, so they don't realize that he's... Yeah, because he's turned himself into a goblin again mm-hmm. after he made it through the tunnel. And then he bashes one in the head with a big rock and turns himself into the nightmare face of the werewolf and scares all the rest of the goblins off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Teddy? He's like, yes. And so off they go. Oh, mind the goblin. Step over him. Harry is a little bit different than mind the gap. Yes. And five other aurors are now heading for the Forbidden Forest, trying to figure out where Teddy is. And Ron's like, uh, where's Sacramento Colony? <laughs> that way! <laughs> With our luck, that's where they'll be! And mm-hmm. so... And, and course, as it happens, mm-hmm. yes, they are. We should have cleared that out years ago, but no, the Magical Creatures Department says they're a bloody endangered species. <laughs> they can talk, you know, says Calliope Young. I know, <laughs> says Ron. I've talked to them before. Bye. Friend of Hagrid. Do we panic now? Yeah. And everybody's like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. So this is about where they are. And Harry says, we need to scry first. If we go bursting into their tunnels, we don't know what's going to happen. And while they're trying to do that, and, you know, sir, my danger alarm is ringing. Well, of course it's ringing. We're above the forbidden forest. No, sir, the last time I did this was before the explosives went off. Oh. <laughs> yep, so much for getting into the tunnels. Uh-huh. I think we know where the tunnels are. Yeah. So Deanna's telling Teddy that Chloe cut him free with the sword, and they followed some elves mm. out, but she got pulled away from them. And Teddy's like, it's okay, it's okay, just keep going. And there's a sort of glowing light ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they follow that because they don't have any better ideas. Yep. And maybe it's a ghost. And yeah. he's thinking it might be a goblin ghost, so maybe we shouldn't be following this thing. <laughs> but, oh, well. Uh, yeah. At they're, least we know it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. They're about to run into a pack of goblins and turn around and it's... The ghost says, this way, and he moves its, you know, what if it's a trap? Well, we know that if we go forward, that's where the goblins are, and we know that's a trap. So the ghost says, Mm -hmm. hurry, come this way, and they follow him until they find an exit. Yeah. There's an actual sunshine, and they realize that it's Alduin. Yeah. The boy who got shot. It's Alduin, the Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy's like, so he's led them out to the Forbidden Forest. Mm Mm-hmm. And he disappears. We move to better late than never. <laughs> Much more optimistic chapter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The sun's over here, which means this way is east. So Hogwarts is that way. I'm glad at least they've got that to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you've saved me. And he's like, not yet. And then Ophelia and Hugh have come on their brooms. Mm-hmm. And they're coming to rescue them. Yeah. 
And he's like, how did you find me? And she said, with a finding charm, because she has his wand. Yeah, so she gives so. him that back. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, okay, take Diana back to the castle. And he turns around, and they're like, where do you think you're going? <laughs> he's like, I gotta go get the others. I can turn back into a goblin, and I can find them. And she's like, you are an idiot. Don't be ridiculous. Every he's time like, I think you've been as dumb as you could be, you reset the bar. Mm-hmm. You're here. And he's like, but Violet's still down there, and the other Slytherins, and Chloe, and the McCormicks, and Asia. And she says, Violet's fine. You know, the Gryffindors and the Slytherins escaped. And he's like, but Chloe and Aisha and Connor and Colleen. And he says, Harry Potter is here. She says, Harry Potter's here. They will find your friends. And he's like, but they didn't help me. (laughs) I'm going back. Yeah. So. And she tells him to stop acting like a child and she's not going to let him go. And he threatens to hex her. Knock him out for crying out loud. Yeah. And she's like... I don't think you're going to hex me. And he doesn't. Yeah. So, okay. Aurors arrive. Mm -hmm. And of course, Harry's not at all happy to find Ophelia there. (laughs) And she says, you're welcome, Mr. Potter. (laughs) We didn't need your help to find them. Better late than never. And then they hear a scream. And Harry sends the Aurors to, you know, go investigate the scream. And... You kids, get out of here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do what Harry said. No, let's just take no, a look. let's just go look. <laughs> so much for doing what Harry said. Yeah, okay. and of course, the kids have been found by young Acromantula who are trying to eat them. And, and poor like, Ron is not happy. <laughs> it's totally Why happy. did it have to be spiders? <laughs> Why did it have to be snakes? I hate snakes. <laughs> Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies instead? Yeah. yeah. And so Young is planning to put a ring of fire around her. And Harry says, wait, I have a better idea. And conjures a massive illusionary basilisk. Mm-hmm. And all the spiders go, yeah, and run away. <laughs> and, take off. and most of the kids go, yeah, but can't run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too bad Harry can't speak puzzle tongue anymore. That would have scared him. <laughs> and then Ophelia's like, hey, that was a basilisk, wasn't it? I know spiders are supposed to be afraid of basilisks, but I thought that was an old wives' tale. And Harry's like, I told you to go back to the castle. And And he's just in time to... Be attacked by goblins. Yes, flying crossbows. Oh, boy. Ophelia conjures a snake at a goblin who had been aiming a gun at them. (laughs) So he runs off. We have a pitched battle. And Calliope Young, the young Auror, is... You know, she's holding her own. She's doing really, really well, but... Eventually, there's a hail of bullets, and mm-hmm. she can't deflect them all. Yeah. And um, the other guy who's conjuring shield charms loses one of them when a crossbow bolt goes through his shoulder, understandably yeah. enough. And he... But if he's got a shield charm, a how does it go through his shoulder? Some goblins. Well, it doesn't quite catch them all. And then Ophelia gets hit, and she goes down. With Teddy on the broom behind him, her, so she he gets his breath knocked out, too. And mm-hmm. then we and have... Eventually, Chloe grabs the sword of Gryffindor and... Or no, the sword... She's dropped the sword, and it starts rising off the ground and mm-hmm. wandering away on its own. And she grabs what? for it. Yeah. And it's a slip fang under his invisibility cloak. Oh, yeah. And I forgot about that, and I was like, why is the sword able to move? That is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he stabs her pretty much right through the middle. 
Yeah. And, and we have the screaming, um, screaming, screaming. The movie cliche of the shocked look and the mouth mm-hmm. filling with blood. Uh, yes. And things are not working out so well. No, no not at so all. So we're going to have to go to the next chapter. <laughs> yes. To find out what might happen. Like a wonderful adventure, it's called. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds promising. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Let's see. So we are we're back at the castle. back to Dewey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the Great Hall. And they're having soup and sandwiches. And most everybody's you know. gone home, and goodness knows that the rate Hogwarts is going, there won't be a Hogwarts anymore. <laughs> and all the elves are asleep. Or no, I guess they will... They've, they've been awakened, but they didn't have time to fix much, so soup, soup and sandwiches are about all they could put together. Yes, and they apologize for sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Despite having, you know, had a sleeping themselves. potion. And... He wants to know if Violet's staying, and she says yes. She's talked her father into staying, letting her letting her stay. And Dewey says that took guts. I wouldn't have back talked my father like that. And they're like you back talked Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm more afraid of my father. Mm-hmm. And so, so he they all go to Gryffindor Tower because Gryffindor and Ravenclaw Towers have become substitute dormitories for the other two houses who are now flooded out. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's probably the other part of the reason that there's only soup and sandwiches because the kitchens are probably mostly flooded as well. Oh, that's true. And the fat mm-hmm. lady has abandoned her portrait because... Because they're just leaving the door open. Yep. She's off getting drunk in somebody else's portrait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably her friend Vi. Mm-hmm. And he is... Teddy is waiting in front of the fire, waiting for Harry's fire call to find out if Chloe's okay. Yeah, and, and Violet, the reason they've gone back to the tower is that Violet has made up a sandwich and ca- mm-hmm. she's carrying it to him. And she's like, eat this sandwich or I will sit on your lap and force it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and he's like, fine, I'll take a bite. You know sitting here and brooding won't change anything. I'm not going anywhere until, until, until Mr. Potter calls from St. Mungo's. Yes, we know. Yep. And they're like, she'll be all right. And he's like, you don't know that. Yeah. You know, you didn't see her. I should have been faster. I should have been better. I should have known what was going on. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know what, Lupin, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And here comes Ophelia making her way through the common room. And she's moving very carefully. She's wearing looser, heavier robes than normal. And Hugh is standing by the door. Because he's helped her back to mm-hmm. Gryffindor Tower. The Gryffindors aren't very happy that all the Slytherins have invaded them, but, you know, what can you do? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all of them. I think they sort of have split the mm-hmm. other two houses kind of between yeah. the two spots. But, mm-hmm. yes, she is at least one of them. And some of the younger Slytherins go and get pillows and cushions for her. Yeah. yeah. And she tells Teddy he's being an idiot. And he says, yeah, and he says I, I really don't need to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, well, if you think you should have done better, you must think your godfather's a real idiot. Yeah. Because, you know, he left you all to escape on your own. He didn't save Chloe. He took casualties on his own team. And Teddy's like, well, that's not his fault. He did everything he could. And they're like, um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who in their right mind would expect a first year to do what Harry Potter couldn't do? Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Regret is a fool's distraction, she says. And then, Stop ruining my mood with your logic. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sits down to wait, too. 
Yeah. And they kind of. She says, you know, if you're going to blame anyone, you could blame me because I'm the one who brought you along instead of going back to the castle like I was supposed to. Right. And Chloe was coming after you. And Teddy opens his eyes and sees that there's still a few umbers in the fireplace and mm-hmm. most everybody's most of them asleep. are asleep and harry has come through mm-hmm. and he's not really expecting to see all of these people there apparently but he's yep. here and he says they've saved her she's still in bad shape but they've saved her yeah but they ex- it- and they expect her to live Mm-hmm. But because the Sword of Gryffindor is goblin-forged silver, it's got interesting properties. And apparently goblin-forged things are inimical to magic, which I don't remember seeing in canon. But no. we know they are weird. <laughs> so she's going to be a, sk- a squib. Yeah. And Harry says, essentially, yes. And yeah. All her magic was used up keeping herself alive, basically. Mm-hmm. There's still two oars in the hospital, and Calliope Young didn't make it. And And Kai and Gilbert did make it to the Muggle hospital that Mm -hmm. they were going to. But now Kai has to stay there and uh, not make too many waves because the Muggles wouldn't expect him to be able to leave yet. Right. I wonder how they answered the Muggle questions. Because could you imagine having some kid on a bicycle... Yeah, come wheeling up on it, his bicycle. With, with the kid who's with a gunshot wound. Mm-hmm. It was a drive-by shooting. I have no idea what happened. We were just riding our bike together, and I don't know. Yeah. It was a except, drive-by in the Scottish Highlands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except that, like we pointed out when we were reading the canon is thick doing um, Philosopher's Stone, there aren't a lot of guns in the UK. Not like here. Oh. And he probably wasn't shot with a rifle either, which yeah. would be what you'd have for hunting. So, I mean, yeah. it was a pistol, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. But we don't get to see that. They didn't do that scene. So. Nope. Oh, and um, Harry has to remove the silencing charm on Hugh because somebody put one on him during the night because otherwise he would have kept them all awake with his snoring. Mm-hmm. And Teddy has questions, and Harry says, we don't have time to answer questions tonight. You should go to bed. I'll come back in the morning and speak to you. Yeah. It still takes them a while to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And the next day, the professors and parents and volunteers start draining the dungeons. Yeah. And they don't know whether it's going to be shut for weeks or months or forever. Mm -hmm. The oars and hit wizards are patrolling the area to make sure the goblins don't attack again. Yeah. Everything is just messed up. Yeah. And Draco's telling Violet that she better be studying because if he finds out she's skiving off classes or studying because there's no classes, he's going to take her home and, you know, make her study there. And she says, okay, I'll study. Yeah. And, Uh, you know, it'd be more comfortable if you came back to Malfoy Manor. You'd have great private tutors and your brother misses you. Um, He says, yeah, but if I did leave Hogwarts, I'd have to go stay with mom, not come to the manor. Mm and he she says, says, you know, I nope. contest that. I'd bring you to the manor, whatever she said. And yeah. she says, no, I don't want to be fought over. And I don't want you to drag mother into the muck to right. just to do better for me. So Yeah, and he thinks to himself, how did Pansy and I produce such a wonderful child? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sheer dumb luck. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. And I suppose it'll no, do you no good to tell you to stay away from Lupin. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he says, remember, I've got my eyes on you. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Which not creepy at all. No, not at all. Every, other orders are interviewing the students and the staff, but Harry interviews Teddy and his friends personally. And they meet up in the room of requirement. And mm-hmm. they've got food and drinks, including some of their muggle junk food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pumpkin juice. No pumpkin juice. No, that's not good. Kai's there with aluminum crutches. The kids are all excited to see him. Yeah. So. And he was very excited to not be in the hospital connected up to tubes and wires and things mm-hmm. for so long. I love this. He was disappointed we wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him keep the bullet. <laughs> of course not. And then they tell. We story. find out that Tyrus was one of the goblins who led the kids out, mm-hmm. and then told him to run. Except for that, then they ran into a hundred juvenile acromantulists. Oops. Because one of the explosions had destroyed where their nest used to be. Yeah. Oops. So, you know. Yeah. You would think the acromantulas would move now that their nest keeps getting destroyed and people you keep, would, like, coming think. into them. And mm-hmm. First yeah. it's sentient cars, then it's explosions from underground. Yeah. And, and centaurs or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Or was it a giant? They want to know about the elves, whether or not the elves had... How Slipfang enslaved them and then whether or not they survived. And... Yeah. He says, well, some of them just got resentful of the wizards not Mm. doing anything nice for them. And he managed to play on that and get them to come to work for him instead. Mm -hmm. And Teddy's like, well, that was our fault. Well, Hermione is right about one thing. Mm -hmm. And Teasel, Griffey, Lulu, and Golly are all being held at the ministry, but Hermione's going to be working on getting them free, so we don't have to worry about them. The Ministry yeah. wants to deal, some of them, some people in the Ministry want to devere, deal severely with them. And Teddy's like, but they saved our lives! And, and Harry says, don't worry about it. I'm going to use my influence. Your Aunt Hermione is going to use her influence. <laughs> Damn right she is. Uh, it's yeah. all going to be fine. It'll work but out. how exactly did you blow up those tunnels? <laughs> he says, well, um, I set, set several tons of mining explosive on fire. <laughs> Oh dear. And then. So he explains his whole plan to create a distraction and trying to impersonate Subfang and etc. that didn't work very well. He leaves out the part where he bashed a goblin over the head with a rock. Yeah, he doesn't want anybody to know. And then he he explains about Alduin. Alduin, yeah, that he's a ghost. Mm -hmm. And And they don't know what will happen to him. Mm -hmm. And Teddy wants to know if he should talk to his parents. Yeah. Because he feels like. Mr. and Mrs. Beaujour should know, and Harry says, there is none. Mm-hmm. Alduin was an orphan, and his real name was Dalahov. Yeah, and Dalahov oh, is yeah. the son of Death Eaters, and he didn't want anybody to know that, so... Mm-hmm. And he'd been begged to put into Huffle- to be put into Hufflepuff because he thought they would be the most welcoming, and mm-hmm. Teddy's kind of, and Dewey's kind of going, eh, well, <laughs> sort of, not so much. Teddy's like, Dullahoff. And Harry's like, yeah, he's the one. His father was the one who killed Remus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
then they're walking down the hall, and the other kids had went back to the towers. And uh, Terry says, if you want to come home, we can certainly do that. I think your grandmother would be very happy, but you don't have to. Right. We're pretty sure that Hogwarts is not going to be shut down. I'm even, like, <laughs> pretty half, sure. Mm-hmm. Half of your parents would come have to come teach classes. I'm sure they'll do that. But it is going to take at least a couple weeks to repair the damage. And a lot of people are missing wands now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to take a while, going to take a while to get new wands. But Harry says he's really proud of Teddy. What you did and what your friends did, I have no words. Mm-hmm. And- Teddy's and like, there's nothing wrong with maybe taking a little vacation. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, maybe I will do that for a little bit. I do want to come back here and be with my friends, but maybe I'll come home for a bit. Yeah. And I want to go see Chloe as well. Says, and everybody keeps saying I was brave, but I just made it up as I went along. I was terrified. And, and Harry's yeah. like, yep, yeah, totally that's pretty understand. much what I did. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. What? of our friends worked to mining. Then we were with Harry and Ron and they're planning the funerals for mm-hmm. Calliope. It's apparently the first time Harry's team has lost someone when he was there. Yeah. So it might become a media event, but he's hoping it won't. And they run into Professor Sinistra. Who's the only one with a wand. She says, you might be nominated for a Order of Merlin, but she's not really interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, did what we, we noticed you do. killed quite a few goblins, and some of the auras commented on the lack of marks on their bodies. You know, usually they're blood or bruises. Mm-hmm. And she says, are you asking a question? And Harry says, no, no, we're not. So, <laughs> yeah, she was AK and some goblins. <laughs> I think she probably was. Yeah. And here comes Ophelia, limping and moving slowly. And he says, you really ought to be in bed. <laughs> she says, I know. And I will, too. But I just wanted to tell you that I'm really sorry about Calliope. Her death was very upsetting to me. And, you know, we were friends. We knew each other when she was at school. And, you know, she's just... And she's told him that she's going to apply to be an Auror herself. And Ron's (laughs) like, you're serious? Yep. You don't have a new Slytherin policy, do you? Nope. Okay. Then I'm going to go. No, but you're going to have to learn how to follow orders a bit Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. You uh, seem to have an adventurous streak. Sounds a lot like somebody we know. Mm -hmm. Several somebodies, in fact. Yep. So he says he'll look forward to seeing her application as long as she gets the necessary newts. (laughs) Oh, yes, I'll do that. Harry says, I can always reject her out of hand. I have the final authority. And Ron says, yeah, but you won't. And then he says, you know, George's invitation to help run the shop is looking better and better. Yeah. And we go to St. Mungo's where. Oh, and we missed yeah, Ophelia's remodeling. lovely line, but. Oh, okay. Which one? Which one? The one about where Harry's like. If you're serious about becoming an R, you'd better get used to the idea that I expect people under me to do as they're told. Ophelia's smile reappeared. I'm sure I could get used to the idea of doing what I'm told under you, Mr. Potter. Rod made another choking sound. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, of course, Mr. Potter, I shall endeavor to follow your example of, you know, following Which is not really working on the whole uh, (laughs) willingness to follow orders and throwing yourself into dangerous situations thing. Um, Well... So, so yes, we shift to St. Mungo's where they're 
remodeling. Everything's mm -hmm. yellow and the bright and cheery. ceilings have a bright sunny sky on them, regardless of what it says is outside. And yeah. it was supposed to improve the moods of the patients and staff, but apparently the healers are wearing sunglasses. So her parents are going to take her out of the hospital and, and get her into physical therapy. And Teddy's like, what do you mean they're taking her out of the hospital? She can't leave yet. But she's in the parents bed. don't really trust magic. And no. they're just waiting till they get far enough healed that they're not going to have to explain to the physio people how exactly she was impaled by a sword. Mm -hmm. She's really glad that he came. And he says, everyone set, sent cards and letters, but you're the only one who came to visit. Right. You're a kid. Yeah. And he's like, well, others would come if you were going to stay here. Not that I want you to stay in the hospital forever, but you really should stay a little longer. And she says, you look sad. And he says, I'm yeah. so sorry I got separated from you and I didn't stop something in time. And she <laughs> says, you were so brave and so clever and you saved me. You saved all of us. And he said, I didn't, I didn't save you. Yeah. She says, you're not allowed to mope or be sad. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's going on at Hogwarts. No one's told me anything. So he explains about the flooded dungeons and the Slytherins and Hufflepuffs rooming with the Gryffindors and Ravenclaws and etc. Yeah. And then he tells her about Alduin and she gives a little gasp. And then he decides to probably time to leave. She looks like she's getting tired. Yeah. She tells him that losing her magic is not a bad thing because she was a muggle. So it's just like going back. It was like this wild exotic holiday and now I'm just... Going back to being me. Mm -hmm. She tells him she really did this like him. This is so depressing. Like him. And wants a kiss. Yeah. There's, she says, we have so many books and movies about children who stumble through hidden doorways or find magic chests in an attic or fairies in the forest and go on a magical adventure. Mm -hmm. And then they get to go home. Yeah. And that's what she's doing. And that's what she's doing. She says, you know, I wasn't a very good witch and I was a terrible Gryffindor. And she says, there was never a better Gryffindor. And you would have been a brilliant witch. Yeah. Then <laughs> off he goes. So he does give her a kiss goodbye because, mm -hmm. you know, sort of the last request kind of thing. And he's feeling pretty awkward about it, but he does yeah. anyway. And he's hoping they won't do any of that weird open mouth stuff that uh, <laughs> Jenny and Harry sometimes do because that yeah. just looks... Eh. Gross. <laughs> You'll change yeah. your mind in a few years, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is... Very dark outside, so I'm going to let you guys talk for a few minutes, and I'm going to go take care of my chickens because I don't right. think to eat them. I'm in favor of that. The, the okay. chickens are there for are not there for eating. No, my mother would be very unhappy. I will mm -hmm. try not to make too much noise as I leave. Okay. So but you guys can carry on with chapter thirty-one. Chapter thirty-one is called Heroes. It has nothing sandwich? whatsoever to do with the TV show of that name and the sandwich is spelled quite differently g-y-r which i think is greek originally scott's breaking up yeah. oh well that's helpful yeah well there you go i was just explaining that a hero sandwich is spelled g-y-r-o oh i'm thinking of the greek okay that's what i'm thinking greek. of yeah okay although there was a uh, an episode of the hercules animated series where they all went on him and his uh, t 
15 hero pals that they made up for said series went on job placement and he was all excited yeah. that he got to go to the hero shop and it was <laughs> a sandwich shop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Teddy is spending his time in his room because he does not want to be a hero. And He's Kai sad. keeps trying so to come up with hair. nicknames for him. Julia. Unstoppable Lupin. Metamorph Boy. Teddy Explosive. And, uh, Somebody is going no to come guy. up with a comic, no doubt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Metamorph Boy would be kind of fun. But, it would be uh, fun. And he doesn't know what to do with all the owls that are flooding in. And eventually he talks to Neville and he says, okay, you can give me all the correspondence from journalists and Harry and I will send them nasty letters telling them to leave you alone. And he says, will that work? No, but it'll be our problem and not yours. <laughs> girls are following me around, even older girls. How awful. <laughs> Yeah. And Neville points out that he has been avoiding his friends as well, and they might need him as much as he needs them. So he heads back down to the common room and he goes over to Violet, who's sitting in a corner and wants to know how she likes being in Gryffindor Tower. And she says, well, it's dry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. At least it won't mold. And he wants to call another DA meeting. And she says... Do you think, don't you think protesting school policies might be a little petty? Yeah. He says, yeah, but I don't want to do it about that. I just think we need to tell people the real story about what's happened so they don't keep making up all these weird fake ones. And she says, I'm pretty sure even you telling them what happened isn't going to stop them doing that. But we can meet with everyone if you want. Did you know that you fought your way through the goblin tunnels wielding the sword of Gryffindor until you confronted the goblin king in single combat? (laughs) I think all the other hostages were tied to a mountain of explosives with a long fuse. Oh, dear. He just groans. So he eventually puts through this suggestion about having another meeting. But first, I guess, Dewey wants to talk to him. And he wants to know if he still has the map. And Teddy's like, nope, Harry kept it. They're going to make more. Mm -hmm. See if they can have some sort of emergency response map for Hogwarts or something. And Kai's like, I hope they don't give it to the professors. Yeah. Students will never be able to get away with anything. No, they won't. Yeah. But Dewey wanted it because he wants to go down into the tunnels and talk to Aldwin. Because he doesn't think he should be haunting the tunnels. He can come back and haunt the Hufflepuffs instead. I thought he disappeared. He he sort of faded out after he'd uh, left them at the entrance to the forest or the exit from the tunnels, I guess I should say. But he's still around. He just went invisible and wandered off because he asked the he's asked the fat friar what might have happened to Aldwin, and he doesn't really know. Well, can't they send one of the ghosts to fetch him? Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, moaning Myrtle. And knows what's going on. She's been haunting the underground tunnels and won't come up to the castle. And she's kind of happy that there's a ghost close to her age now. <laughs> That's true. He's been staying down in the tunnels because he doesn't think he's welcome up in the castle. And so they all sort of look at each other and they're like, I think I know how we can get down there. Q, I don't think this is a very good idea. I think <laughs> this is a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's gone to ask the house elves 
the four free elves now have staff positions. <laughs> chief of student elf relations, chief of staff elf relations, Hogwarts magical safety inspector, and chief Hogwarts ombuds elf. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it's fun. I don't remember what an ombudsman is. Let me go look that up. All right, you can't copy-paste. Not that I know how to spell that. A public advocate usually appointed by the government or by parliament with a significant degree of independence, charged with representing the interests of the public by investigating and addressing complaints of maladministration or violation of rights. So he's basically in charge of making sure the elf rights don't get um, violated or the teachers don't do some weird maladministration thing in the mob. Hermione would be so happy. (laughs) Yep. Well, good for him. And they are trying to convince these four that they need to go down to the tunnels. And he says, we only want to go down once. I know this is a lot to ask, but we really need to talk to Elvin. He must be lonely. I still don't get why they can't go and somebody can't go and get Elvin and bring him up. Why they have to take the kids down. I don't know. Dewey figures he has to convince him somehow. Apparently, Myrtle hasn't managed it. They probably could get one of the other ghosts to go down and talk to him, but maybe he wouldn't pay attention to them. They can't just walk down there because they're all uh, caved in. No. The entrances, at least. So, the elves agree to do it, even though warning them again that it will be uncomfortable. Which is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) And Violet comes too, and she's just going to wait for them. Make sure that they get back. Which is the scariest part. Yep. And they're lying on a cold dirt floor in almost complete darkness, but not quite, because Myrtle is hovering there going, About time you got here. (laughs) And they head off. Yep. And she leads them down to towards where Alden likes to hang out, I guess. <laughs> and she calls out in a loud, sickly, sickly sweet voice that made Dewey and Teddy look at one another appalled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And then they find their way to where Alden is. And he says that Myrtle told him that they wanted to talk to him. And he says, don't worry, I'm not going to haunt the Hufflepuff common room. We don't have to say where we died. And Dewey says, actually, um, we kind of want you to come hunt the Hufflepuff common room. I mean, no reason why you shouldn't, because it should have been your home there. Poor kid. Yeah. And Teddy acknowledges that he saved his life. And he says, well, maybe we could have been friends. And holds out his hand. And Aldwin says, you know, I can't shake hands. I'm a ghost. But he does anyway. They do anyway. And Teddy says, come back to the castle. And he's still being reluctant. He says, well, you two can't speak for everyone. If they knew that I was really Aldwin Dalhov, and Teddy says, I'll tell everyone you're a hero. And Dewey says, if there's any Hufflepuff who says boo about you being there, I'll sort him out myself. <laughs> he would do that. Yep. And then Myrtle says, oh, well, you don't, all, you don't have to haunt the Hufflepuff house either. You know, you could share my bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh. And he says, oh, I'll think about it. I don't think you're allowed to go in there, Alduin. You're a boy. Yeah, well, walls and doors are not 
so much a barrier to the ghosts. So. Everybody's just lucky Peeves never went into the lose. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe he did. Oh, God. Or probably he waited outside with water balloons. Or who knows? Maybe Myrtle will find somewhere else more comfortable to haunt. But before they leave, Aldun has one more thing to say. Well, Teddy wants to know how he managed to find him and Deanna in the first place during the battle. Mm -hmm. It's not like you'd been haunting the tunnels for ages to know where everything went. And it turns out that when Alduin died, he was really looking forward to seeing his parents, but there was no one there waiting for him. Poor kid. No one had stuck around in limbo. And he says, your parents are waiting for you, but they don't want to see you for a long time. To Teddy. And then he just floats away. So he doesn't really answer the question about how he managed to find them. No. But maybe it's easier to see where people are when you're in limbo. Mm, Poor kid. Yeah. I want to give him a hug. Yeah. That's the worst thing about being a ghost, I think. Or one of them, anyway. Can ghosts hug each other? I don't know. In the movie, um, Nick and Helena walk arm in arm. But who knows whether that's actually canon or not. Although I guess the nearly uh, headless hunt or the headless hunt play polo, so they must be able to do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they must be able to do something because they can throw mm. their heads about. Yeah, they have, uh, they ride their ghost horses. I don't know if they can switch horses or if they're, they have particular ones that are part of their ghostliness or what. Probably. Uh, they make it back to where Violet's waiting for them and he asks her if she's all right, or he, he asks the four elves if they're all right. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who's not really all right. No. Uh, he's sort of swaying on his feet. And then he wanders off to his room. And he, Dewey says to let, for Violet to let him go, because she's going to follow Teddy. Mm-hmm. And Dewey says, he'll be all right eventually, and hopefully so will Aldwin. Yeah. And then... Eventually, they get back to classes. There's a little bit more reading and writing of essays because not everybody has new wands yet. Because mm-hmm. Ollivander sets a three months waiting list, and the other wand makers in Europe are producing wands as quickly as they can. But you know, you can't. It's not exactly an assembly line process. No. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of wands that need to be redistributed. I, I'm hoping that Teddy blew up most of the wands down below. Rather than they are in Goblin's hands somewhere, but we don't know that. Didn't somebody think to summon them? Oh no! See, there's an idea. See, that always bugged me about canon. Is in Deathly Hallows, Harry doesn't go and fix Hermione or go and get Hermione and 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 Ron's wands, although they probably wouldn't still exist. But still, I would have at least tried for their sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if. Um... I suspect that summoning only works in a straight line, and Harry had left a window open or something in fourth year. Because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, you know. Although the twins summon their brooms from the dungeon when mm-hmm. they leave, and oh, that's true. It breaks a hole through the door, so there's and the chains broom, come along. Yeah, there's broom-shaped holes in the door, and and they come up so. So they must be able to summon things around corners, kind of. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't they know. Just didn't think of it. This is why and you need a Slytherin. 
you know. They were too busy fighting off acromantulas to stand at the mouth of the tunnel and the, do mm-hmm. Asia wands. But. Yeah. And, you know, the tunnel's caved in, so it could be that they just crash into the wall and there's a pile of wands laying there. Or they could be under tons of rubble because Teddy blew up the place. Mm. Yeah. You just don't know. When they have an entire tunnel full of explosives, it's not a good idea to set them on fire. No, no. Teddy just did not know that. He's like, oh, cool, fireworks. This will be fun. (sighs) Not so much. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, Teddy is apparently, or no, Kai is enjoying himself quite a bit. The kid never learns that, does he? People no. Who still has a wand left, so he's kind of strutting around the place a little mm-hmm. bit. And, uh, Honestly. Yeah. Violet says he ought to be grateful for the zero toleration policy, or he'd have his wand stuck somewhere unpleasant. <laughs> and the other two look at her. She's like, like the manure pile, or behind Mo- Moaning Myrtle's toilet. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's what you mean. So... It really bugs you that he saved your life, doesn't it, Teddy asked. <laughs> Not nearly as, as much, much as it as bugs Nagina that Circle saved hers. Yeah. So they've all come to the rumor requirement for the DA to tell Which their story. totally not a secret anymore. Nope. And he tells, yeah. and then the elves appear bearing cake and ice cream, because Mercy asked them to bring some refreshments. Mm-hmm. And then she invites all of them to the party as well and tells them they ought to be... <laughs> Don't you say that F word. (laughs) So. Yeah. And Lolo says, well, it's difficult being a free elf. Mm -hmm. Lolo thinks she is liking it, but sometimes she is remembering it is much easier to do what you're told. (laughs) Now they have responsibilities, which is always awkward. Yes. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of nice when you just have to go to school and come home and eat whatever is made for you and that kind of thing. And eh. It's tough being oh. on your own. You know, you got to figure out what you're going to eat and do all the stuff and pay the bills mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. take the dog to the dog park and collect the eggs for the chickens. And yeah. Yes. Not that the house elves have to do most of those things, although they might have to collect eggs from chickens. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But still, it's it's a, it's a little different being a free elf, and they're not all as enthusiastic about it as Dobby. Yes, that's true. It, apparently, Alduin did come up out of the tunnels. He's been roaming yeah. around the second floor with Myrtle. Mm-hmm. And laughing. And they never heard him laugh before. And Edgar says, I invited him to come, but he likes to hang out with Myrtle. Do you think ghosts can snog? <laughs> yes. Ed, I think Myrtle's Edgar a little old down. for a deer. He's been... Asking him all sorts of questions because mm-hmm. that's what Edgar does. Yeah. He said, What's it like to be a ghost? Do you miss eating? Do you sleep? <laughs> does your bullet wound still hurt? Yeah. Just oh, leave me alone. Edgar. <laughs> and honestly, are children this age really that annoying? Yes, they are. Apparently, some of them. <laughs> and Stephen comes mm-hmm. in and Nagina. He's flirting with him, gives mm-hmm. him a kiss. Calls him her hero. Yes. Yeah. And Stephen's in yeah. shock. And the other Slytherin boys stare, and everybody else cheers and whistles. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Aisha has said that um, she thought Teddy was the bravest boy in school and Chloe was the bravest girl. 
And Nagina says, Teddy is very brave, but there's someone else very brave who saved my life, even though I was never very nice to him. And mm-hmm. Gilbert has a moment of hope, but she walks right past him and uh, says it to Stephen instead. Yeah. And Kaya says to Gilbert, don't worry, you're my hero anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the same. No, it's not. And then we get the Hufflepuffs moving back into their dorms along with some of the Slytherins. And the zero toleration policy notice is gone. Yeah. They don't do any, they don't announce it or anything. And now we leave them all held loose. Suspended. And that's about it. And Professor Llewellyn doesn't really acknowledge it at all, but uh, Neville does wink at Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and they're trying. And to- they don't really have much time to uh, have shenanigans outside of the policy because the professors are all cramming them with um, book learning. Yep, and the older students are getting the newt and and owl students are getting priority wands because they need to be able to take their tests. When did the explosion happen? A week ago. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, have no I mean, idea. like it's it's after Easter holes now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think this was probably in like May, because um, that's when everything seems to happen. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's still some scourge goblins out ambushing people that are traveling, but most of the London goblins are being neutral. Mm-hmm. And, there are artic- articles in the Prophet about the economic repercussions that Teddy cannot force himself to read through, even though he tries. <laughs> yeah. And he'd be really happy to never see a goblin again. <laughs> uh, good luck with that since you have to go to St. Mungo. Or, I mean, um... Green gods. Yeah. And then the expelled students come back. Some yeah, of them. At, at least some of them, anyway. Yeah. They're all given the option. Mm-hmm. And if they're going, if they feel like they can take their final exams, they can come back or they can come back next year. Yeah. And Teddy says, hey, we won. And Dewey says, well, I reckon we did. But it's not quite the feeling that they were thinking they were going to get. No. Mm-hmm. And the final exams get pushed back a week. And they're that, having that the final two Quidditch games of the season. Because in canon, they don't sit their exams until like the beginning of June or maybe the second week. Because in Goblet, they're sitting their last exam on June 24th. Yeah, well, it's. I think that they probably started them in the first of June. Oh, yeah, I don't know, actually. That's got to be too early, because that's when newts start. Mm, maybe. I know, I'm being nitpicky, but that's what we do. <laughs> there's an article about that that might be slightly different in Britain than it is over here. Uh, where was that? <laughs> schedules school year <laughs> mm. Violet gets a wand her father takes her to get a wand somewhere else so that she can she doesn't have to wait where is this order to go I don't know they went to Rowan Ru- Ruin I don't know how you say this R-O-U-E-N you mean the yeah. place in Ruin. France yeah yeah to get theirs and they've moved Quidditch they're having back-to-back Quidditch games to see who's going to win for the, Griffin, the Quidditch Cup. And Teddy's like, we only need to score 270 points to beat Slytherin for second. Against Ravenclaw, that'll be easy. And the Hufflepuffs are winning. Yay, Hufflepuffs. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? 
And Violet's now interested yeah. in Quidditch because her father was a Quidditch player. <laughs> so Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. And she's reading Victor Crumb's A Snitch in Hand, the definitive guide for amateur and professional seekers. Yeah. Apparently they usually have exams in June, but I'm guessing they say they're saying they would usually have them in the first week and now they're having them in the second in week. The second week, yeah. yeah. And Gryffindor's celebration the next night's bittersweet because they were tied throughout the game and then Peter Honeyborn closed in on the snitch, but Hannah Holmes performed a brilliant maneuver to loop around and steal it right out of his hand and win the game for Gryffindor. Ten mm-hmm. points shy of what they needed to tie Hufflepuff's overall score. So Hufflepuff came in first, and Gryffindor was second. Yay! And Slytherin contented themselves for not being last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. And the even, Ravenclaws were grumbling about the lack of academic rigor in the exams, because nobody could do practical stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then we move on. Yeah, and the Leaving Feast is kind of a little muted this year Mm -hmm. because they don't quite know what's going to go on with the House Cup and the sorting Mm -hmm. and everything else. Yeah, and they're all because no no points have been awarded for any of the people who've done heroic stuff, Mm -hmm. and they're sort of trying to work out how that's going to do anything. Do what Dumbledore did and sign them at the last minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's kind of what they're expecting, and they're not sure how that's going to work out because they have right. at least some heroes in each house. But is it going to skew Gryffindor? Or... Mm-hmm. And the ghosts are also kind of somber. Yeah. And, and the house elves. The house elves do an amazing job and have the best feast that any of them have can remember. Although, of course, for Teddy, that's one year. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it says most of the staff as well, so they do a really good job. And Professor Llewellyn says, This year has brought the best qualities out of all four houses after a very rocky start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she brings out the sorting hat and she says, I don't know what it's going to say, but I'm proud of all of you. Yeah. And this year, we're not going to award a house cup. Nope. If this is the last year that we get to have houses at all if the sorting hat decides to do away with sorting we're just going to award it to all of them right and she waves her wand and an obelisk with metal plaque shows up and it says for services to hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry displaying the finest qualities of their houses their school and bravery and sacrifice far beyond expectations and she says it's going to be placed out by Dumbledore's tomb. Yeah. And all the um, students who have gone through things that year have their names called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their names get engraved onto the stone beneath their house crest. Teddy and Dewey and Mercy and Sunghee stay standing. Mm-hmm. And Teddy says there are names missing. Yeah. Chloe Gray and Aldwin Dolohov. And... Also, says Mercy, the four house elves. Right. And Alduin and Myrtle are together, and the fat fire's weeping, and and then Myrtle slips her hand into Alduin's hand and smiles up at him, and and they just exchange this look. They're happy. Mm-hmm. And then they do the house elves, and 
Don't forget Moogums and Grogan yeah, and Nee. So they've got the four house elves who helped them out in the Hogwarts level, and then mm-hmm. the three who helped them out in the tunnels as well. Yeah. And then he would be so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she says, all of the students and elves risked their lives to save others. Some gave up their lives. And there's members of every house on this list. And then they bring out the sorting hat. Mm-hmm. And the hat says, all right, I told you I sent some of you where you don't belong. So if you don't feel you belong, come up and I'll send you where you do. And nobody, nobody moves. moves. <laughs> Everybody's kind of looking around going, anybody? Anybody? Nope. But no even, one's moving. Even Connor and Colleen don't move, which is really yeah. kind of cool. They decide they're and going to stay in their two different houses. The Slytherins look at Stephen White, but he just sits up straight. He's not worried. And Dewey and Teddy and Kai are looking at Violet, and she just smiles at them. Mm-hmm. And, well... No one thinks they belong anywhere else. All right. I guess he must be right. Yeah. But some of the other students are kind of looking confused and unhappy. And he says, well, it's our choices that show where we, what we truly are, as a very wise man once said. So Mm -hmm. you have all chosen where you belong. And then he gets to sing another song. Yep. And silence reigns for a moment. And then everybody starts clapping. Yay. Basically, yes, there are usually there's usually a house that would fit each person better, mm-hmm. but everybody has aspects of all of them. Mm-hmm. And what I did this year was I sent some people not to the house that would fit them easiest, but where they could do the most good. Yep. Like Neville. Yep. Yay. And he says, you know what? I think maybe we'll do... Some sorting after all. Mm-hmm. Next year. Next year. And so. Everybody's a little bit more relieved. And then Teddy notices that nearly headless Nick is staring upwards and all the ghosts are looking in the same direction. And Alduin looks, and Myrtle are crossing over. Yeah, they're disappearing. And it's something that doesn't happen very often. He's like, Nick, what they, happened? They're gone. What do you mean gone? Well, ghosts are unhappy souls. And we cling to the pale shadow of of life. But once, if we can get happy, then we pass back over. And those yeah. two are happy. They, they're <laughs> the rare ghosts who have actually found what was missing and found peace. Mm-hmm. So there oh, they man. go. Since when does the sorting hat let children choose where they belong? Um, Harry. Yeah. Ophelia says she did it. Yeah. Well, she doesn't actually say anything, but then we get a flashback to her sorting. Mm -hmm. And she really wants to be in Gryffindor because she's learned some things about Voldemort and how everybody doesn't like the Slytherins. Mm -hmm. And the grown-ups look at you funny when you say you want to be a Slytherin. So she's decided she's going to be in Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. And the hat says, well, you are brave, Mm -hmm. but you're also clever. And you have a calculating mind and you're very ambitious. Would you say you're someone who steers your life by what other people think? Yeah. And she sort of goes, hmm. And the hat says, there are individuals who need one house, and that's where I send them. But sometimes there's a house that needs a person. Yeah. And I think you would be a lot of help for Slytherin. And so that's where she goes. Yeah. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> I'm so proud. The, yeah, because he... 
he knows that she'll fight for Slytherin. And that's exactly what Slytherin needs to get back to where they need to be. And then Teddy goes over to see Neville. And Neville says, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? And he says, yes, sir. And Neville says, I spoke very harshly to you a few months ago. And I should never have compared you to your father or Harry or myself. That's the very thing all of us were trying not to do. To see your generation as younger versions of ourselves. And Teddy says, yeah, but I did some stupid things. <laughs> yeah. And Neville says, did. yes, you did. But I'm proud but of I'm you. But I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your bravery. I'm even more proud of the fact that you refuse to let an injustice stand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's awkward that you seem to see injustice everywhere, but you're going <laughs> yeah. to be great. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. And you, you should, you and Harry should stop by the Leaky Cauldron this summer. Mm -hmm. And then Slughorn. And then Slughorn comes by and says, oh, you should stop him. by and see me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to buy some land at Hogsmeade. While it's cheap, real estate's always a wise investment. Maybe I could open a shop or a tavern or a potion supply store. Or, or something. Yeah, and then you all can come and visit me on Hogwarts weekends or Hogsmeade weekends. I'm trying to imagine the Slughorn running a tavern. Yeah, no, he needs to run a potion shop or something. Although, you know, the way he likes his gossip and stuff, he'd probably I don't be think right it would be, I think he'd be have fun. Mm -hmm. He does enjoy fire whiskey. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, maybe he knows his stuff. And mead. <laughs> and, you know, most taverns that you go to, you get peanuts, but his, you get, you know, candy pineapple. pineapples. Pineapples. Mm -hmm. Yep. He Although wants to be so for everyone to come visit him with a wall where he can put all their pictures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't think he likes candied pineapples anymore. No? Well, maybe not. Because that's what Tom gave him. Oh, Yeah. Harry's going to ride the train with him just to make sure nothing happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He got the short straw and got escort duty. And Teddy's like, right, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, but uh, he'll be mostly staying up front and not unnecessarily embarrass Teddy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Slughorn has decided he's going to retire because he can leave Slytherin House in capable hands these yeah. days. She's a... So. Uh, and Teddy wants, or Harry wants to know if Llewellyn learned her lesson. And Neville says, well, she's a better teacher than a headmistress, but she's doing her best. And Slughorn, and Slughorn says, says, well, she did listen to advice from us. Mm -hmm. and Finally. Neville, Neville's apparently the one who convinced her to watch the DA but not do anything and right. just sort of let them do their hang own themselves. Thing. Yeah. And also... Having her as a common enemy was a way to get them, the houses, to rally together. Yep. Hey, Mary says, I don't think I'll tell Teddy he might have got his way sooner if he'd stopped his process protests. <laughs> He's probably not old enough to appreciate the irony. Yes, probably not. And then we find that Teddy, Dewey, Kai, and Violet don't sit together at the beginning of the train ride. They all start off with their houses. And then mm -hmm. they kind of come and together. And Edgar is really trying to teach the Hufflepuffs his <laughs> dragon slaying game. Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yep. You know, you ought and to give like, Kai. Yeah, Kai would like you this. You should talk to Kai. He'd really enjoy this. And he's like, mm -hmm. you know, you're right. I'll go talk to him right now. And they're kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Daddy, come join us. I love that Kai is trying to get a signal on his mobile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And Nikita, Mercy is apparently not a D&D player. <laughs> no. Got a new owl. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. So, and, and then... 
Kai has been going around asking all the Muggleborns for their phone numbers, which、mm-hmm. the girls find unnervingly amusing. Yes,、uh, and they have, no, and he, he has no idea that it's yeah. He, no. he doesn't know it's a thing. He just、mm-hmm. figures I've got a mobile phone. I should be able to phone everybody. I should be able to call you. Yes, yes. So Teddy, Dewey, Kai, and Violet are all on the platform at King's Cross Station, and they have got to go. Looking forward to seeing each other if they can. And Kai says later, bye. She's like, runs off before she can hit him.、Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dewey heads off to see his folks.、Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, tells Violet to take care, and then she and Teddy are standing together. And she says, "I wanted to ask you, what did you give to Ophelia for that paralyzing potion?" And <laughs> She's、like, Ophelia potion? What? I, I never. What? What are you talking about?、Uh, nothing. Nothing at all.、Um, yeah. And, and then, it turns out it's a favor to be named later, which、mm-hmm. is always a dangerous thing to give to a Slytherin or any really. <laughs> yeah. But、um, there you go. She figures having a metamorph magus owe her a favor has got to be useful sometime.、Mm-hmm. And she figures that her mother's going to take her on a tour of Europe to try to keep her away from London and her father and all of her friends. Yeah. And, and Teddy smiles at her, and she doesn't. Get what he's smiling at, and、mm-hmm. he says, "You just said all of your friends." Yeah, she's got friends now. She does, and he says, really you, "We really、you. do love you,"、mm-hmm. you know. And gives her a hug. She calls him a sentimental git. Uh oh, your mom's here. Well,、yeah. if we can't see each other, we'll write, and we'll see each other again at Hogwarts next year. Yep. And, and yeah. that is the end. It is. Yay! That was a pretty wild story, especially、It、with all the goblins and all kinds of stuff. It was、I、a lot of fun. That it was almost well. I guess it's not worse than Harry、uh, going up against Voldemort, but going up against all those goblins is pretty rough. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. Teddy's kind of jumped into about fourth year <laughs> instead of、mm-hmm. first, almost. Yeah. It doesn't look like she's written a、uh, sequel to this. She's、um, talked about it. Yeah, she's thought about it a few times. This was meant to be a solo story, but she's kind of. It says in the end author's note that she's grown attached to these characters.、Mm-hmm. But if you look into her、um, her profile, the last thing that she updated was in、uh, May of 2012.、Yeah. But she does have her original series. Called Ale- the Alexandra Quick series, which is based、I、in American、that. schools of magic.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, I've started reading the first one of those, and it's actually fairly interesting so far. I,、uh, This was a fun one to do.、Uh, I just realized the last title that we just covered is "Where We Belong," and I'm like, that's a nice bookend because the one before、mm-hmm. this was "We Belong." I know. I thought the same thing when I saw the last chapter. <laughs> so well, there you go. It all works out well. It does. Yeah, I really like this story. I thought it was fun. I'm pretty sure that this is this a story that one of our listeners sent to me a couple of years ago、mm. and asked me to put it on the podcast. But at that point, we'd already had a full season, so I couldn't. <laughs> Two years later, here we are. At this point, I have no idea who it was that sent me it and asked me to put it on there. I'm pretty、mm-hmm. sure that you know I've lost all that information. You don't have a. I can email site you can open to find it. I might. I'm just looking through、um, in Verity's live journal just for interest. It looks、mm-hmm. like she's done a little bit more work 
on the latest Alexandra Quick story as of the first. So it, she's still writing some stuff. The vast majority of things on the first page of her live journal are book reviews, which are kind of interesting. Some various yeah. different things. Of course, there may be other stuff that I can't see because I'm not a friend of hers. But mm-hmm. The last one is a book that uh, she has reviewed as The Office Meets Lovecraft. <laughs> and the name for the LJ Cut link is You did not fill out your TPM report after saving the world from Cthulhu, Bob. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Reminds me of Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Yes. I've actually heard of this series before. It's uh, uh, the Laundry series by Charles Strauss. <laughs> Saving the world is Bob Howard's job. There are a surprising number of meetings involved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not actually related to what we're covering in this fic, but no. it's fun. But first we have to let the cat in before he claws the door apart. The cat came back. The very next day, they thought he was a goner, but the kitty came back. Come on, it's cold. I like it when the cats come back. Yeah, he's like, feed me. (laughs) So we have an Audrey too, huh? Uh, No, his name's Alex. Alex. His name is Alex, named after Hufflepuff Dan. Which, to most people, will be the most confusing sentence ever. Alexandros Magnus, mm-hmm. which I don't remember what that actually means, but I think it's Alexander the Great, probably. Probably. So, if you are the person that recommended this to me, contact me. I'm sorry I've forgotten who you are. And I'm really glad that we were able to do it, because I did really like it. It was just that we had another one that was too close to it on the last season. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It's a fun story. I thought it was a really good story. I, yeah. Thanks, mystery recommender. (laughs) Thank you very much. So, there you go. Anybody else have stuff to say about this? Not really. I'm glad I I picked it up again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's too bad that Inverarity hasn't come back to this universe of things, but uh, I will have to keep reading the Alexander Quick stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she seems to do a good job. Yeah, it's fun. What are we doing next? Do we know? Um, yes, it's going to be the Accidental Animagus, I believe. Ah, yes, that's a fun one. But we cannot do it next week on Monday because I'm picking my mother up from the airport. Yes, and I am not here. And you are not here. <laughs> so we will play it by ear again and see what we can come up with. It's vaguely possible I could yep. podcast from Calgary. Uh, on either Tuesday or no, well Wednesday, I'd probably be at the concert still. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll let you do this Apparently, I've got a bloody yeah. lip, so I will go take care of that. Okay. Well, say mm. good night first. <laughs> night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. So hold on to the wonder that. Those books brought to Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.